0: Welcome to Studio Snack. I'm Lydia Thornley, designer, creative director and sketcher.
1: And I'm Narciso Oleda, creative and good company, I think.
0: Indeed you are. And this episode started with a word that you found something out about, company.
1: Yes, so I saw this post on LinkedIn where um, it's something that I thought I should have known before, but I don't know why... Um, maybe I knew but I totally forgotten but it was the word company and it comes from uh, the two Latin words come which means together and "panis," which means bread and basically it means eating bread together which merchants used to gather together and eat and do some trading so that's kind of the company. Uh, word uh, came about interesting um but Lydia i um, but Lydia I hope you have some nerdery for us of
0: course I do well to start with you didn't want to use the word company in England in the 14th century when it meant um people consorting with each other in any way mm. so moving swiftly on a yes. bread fact bread sourdough to be precise was the first eraser i tried this out while researching my nerd night london talk on pencils not wildly effective if you made a really whopping mistake i recommend using something else and an unintentional working link is between soldiers fingers of bread or toast dipped into soft boiled egg and freelancing the word freelance comes from mercenaries literally freelance but back to breaking bread Welcome, openness, connecting over a meal and business lunches. They've gone in and out of fashion. Culinary historian Laura Shapiro looked at the history of the lunch hour for an exhibition at New York Library. In late 1970s New York, lunch was grabbing a sandwich on the street. If you could enjoy going out for a sit down meal, you had arrived and they were long, boozy things. And it wasn't new. An article in Forbes traced the three martini lunch back to the 1950s. Then came the 1980s power lunch, light food, wine by the glass, all about the business and, of course, the expense account. So when budgets got tighter, tax policy changed, timings got tighter, that reeled people back in to their desks, lunching al desco, as people used to say. So where did businesses break bread then? Well, food is designed into some companies' culture. Office canteens, in-house cooks. When I worked at the design company Pentagram, we had an in-house cook. I put on the stone in my first year. It was fabulous wow. food. And tea ladies are vintage British comedy gold, my favorite Mrs. Overall. Uh, and of course there is the working lunch in its ubiquitous sandwich platter, which we talked about, and indeed, et sandwiches in celebration of in a previous episode. Yes. Meeting biscuit etiquette fascinates me, too. Have you sat in meetings where nobody eats the biscuits, but everyone is eyeing them up?
1: Yes, absolutely. And also, I've been that employee where you see the, the, the meeting through the glass <laughs> and you're waiting for everyone to leave so you can actually go and get the b- so the leftovers biscuits. That's so
0: true. The, the junior staff all pounce on them immediately. Absolutely. There's serious study, too. The Moeller Institute at Churchill College, Cambridge, did a blog post on meeting snacks as brain food. So, Olivia, what is your best
1: meeting snack?
0: I had a client who loved a Tunnock's tea cake, and they are a design classic, to be fair. What's happened to meeting snacks now that so many meetings are on Teams or Zoom? You often get people switching off their cameras because they haven't had time for lunch and they need to eat. It's almost now something you need to be ashamed of rather than something people are sharing and that's fueling the conversation
1: and eating is about it's about company as well it's about eating together during lockdown i remember a few businesses that they would send like drinks or coffees or sandwiches to uh, clients or other employees for online meetings which i think that would be as well a, a nice way if you if you if you don't have that physical connection
0: it's a really nice gesture, and it shows that people care.
1: So what should we do as an experiment?
0: We brainstormed this over pastries and coffee at Half Bakery Yummy. in Hackney Wick. Uh, and we decided to make an and co out of bread and see how we got on with that. Narciss, how did you
1: get on? Well, I had a lot of fun, but because you know, I quite like typography. I started with Futura because it's my my brand font and I thought I'm going to start. And also because it's quite thick and relatively easy to cut. Um, So first I cut the the letters on the f- on the non-toasted bread but then what happened was that when i put them in the toast then it's they started curling so then i did the opposite and i toast them really well and that was m- made a little bit easier to cut and I, ma- I just made breakfast basically i buttered them and jam and jammed them and eat them um, but also i wanted to try like other fonts and i tried sabon which is a roman font and Mm, to be precise, when I say try, I think basically what I did was like crumble because um, due to the different thicknesses, they, they, it, kept, it kept breaking. So yeah, you've
0: got the thin stroke and the thick yeah. stroke of the letter. I tried cutting my and co in Cooper Black. It's a rounded typeface which seemed appropriate to the warmth of connection. Then I monoprinted it with paint, not quite what I wanted. So I cut another in Playbill, which is a typeface I always associate with westerns. But I picked it because it's compact and it has blocky serifs that are easy to cut. This one I printed in Marmite on baking parchment, as you do. Better, but still not great. So I tried it on bread, which really shouldn't work, but it did. But my favourite was the Amper Sandwich. It appealed to my half-images, half-words, weirdly-wired-up brain. And for this one, I picked Gill Ultra Bowl to give me as much bread surface as possible. But it was still tricky, cutting identical ampersands out of sliced bread by hand. It worked, though, and it was lunch. Win-win.
1: And it was amazing, really.
0: <laughs> so what does all of this tell us for our design practice?
1: So I think um, creativity works better in company. I love that thing that I call a uh, tennis idea, which is basically bouncing ideas one to another. And that's why I really like working in a co-working space because you can do like uh, working by yourself, but also you can you have that uh, element of collaboration. And collaboration is great because it brings different skills, it brings different points of views, it, different people that have different wired brains. So it definitely works very well. Successful companies don't don't need customers but they kind of need more like partners they need they need to have that relationship with between customer and company nearly being the same very
0: true very true I find that over time my clients often consider me a creative partner and for me that's a satisfying way to work right from the thinking end of a project join us next month for another studio snack bread
1: toasted please